Welcome everybody, it's Mario from Barberview TV Podcast. Just a reminder to please follow us on all social media platforms, including YouTube. Just click on that subscribe button so you can be up to date on all things barber culture around the world. And once again, thank you all for the shout outs and the support so far. As another update, our launch day for our global barber culture network, it's getting closer. June 15th, 13 days away. Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV. And as a new update, we're going to be also launching the Android app and the Apple phone app as well uh, towards the end of the month. But I'll keep you posted on that. All right. Special, special guest today. Um, he's a person that I saw just really come in from when he first started in the game to now where he's in L.A. just killing it in the city of angels. My man, 100 grand from Los Angeles, <laughs> California, I.A., LJ Clips. What's up, brother? How you doing? Good, bro. Uh, happy to be on here, Mario. Thanks for having me. Don't be shy. You're a rock star. Get out of here. <laughs> so, yeah, man. man. So, yeah, man. Th- thanks for joining. Um, just want to just kind of start with, with the question I always ask people. What made you get started in barbering? Well, Mario, I'd have to say I spent about 26 years of my life figuring out what I didn't want to do. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, b- before barbering, I was uh, in sales. I was very successful at it. Um, made good money, but I was just a sad boy, dude. Fucking hated it. Um, but uh, a close friend of mine known as Barber Murph, I'm, I'm sure the show will find out about him. A close friend of mine, he uh, put me on in the barber game. So, um, you know, being in sales, I always had to get my hair cut and uh, look real fresh. Um, so like I'd go to the barber shop, everyone was cool, you know, they got to listen to rap music and have tattoos and wear what they want. So, um, I was like, man, I want to be a part of that and just, saw uh, his success and, you know, like being able to see someone else make it work for them. Um, you know, being like being able to follow in his footsteps. So that's how I got started back in 2018. Wow. And now um, now you're from you're from Denver or did you end up in Denver? I've, I've always got that story confused. I'm from Lakewood, Colorado. OK, there you go. Lakewood. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Um, just tell us a little bit about, um, I guess, your journey. I know you went to uh, to school to be a barber. Um, you have an interest. You have an interesting vantage point because you're you were coming in when it seemed like. IG was super heavy. It seems like the game kind of changed because like people like you, the up and comers, the ones that are just really doing what you want to do, you you're you're not you're not breaking the mold, but you're not working inside of the mold, right? You're kind of doing you. Just tell me a little bit about how you're taking things from everyone's toolbox and putting tools in your own bag to use and and your identity as you see as a barber today. Man, um, I might have to have you rephrase the question, but yeah, no, I came in when, uh, I came in when barbering was very like big on Instagram. Mm. Um, it, it was all about that. And I kind of see it kind of dwindling away from that. Um, I mean, like once you cut hair long enough, you realize, you know, it's about having full, like the name of the game is being fully booked. Right. 
um, like having so many followers and the content, I mean, that's all great. And, and there's room for everybody in barbering. Um, I would say my lane is more off of Instagram. You know, I'm, I'm out, I'm not trying to get even haircuts, just trying to build relationships. You know, like when I, when I meet a client, I'm not thinking about that haircut. I'm thinking about every haircut, you know, the haircut before their first date, before their wedding, before the job interview. Um, but I, I guess my, yeah, my identity in the barber right now, I mean, it's been a lot of fucking work. Um, cause I was only at a barber school about a year before the pandemic. Oh, um, tell us about that. Yeah. <laughs> tell, 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 tell us your expectations. As soon as you got that license, like, yo, it's on, I'm about to kill it. Dude, and then the pandemic dude, so, hit. <laughs> dude. So I'm in barber school. I remember I'm, I'm taking a girl out to coffee. And I mean, I'll, I'll, let's go into the back backstory. Yeah. Let's skip that part. <laughs> Anyways, I basically put together, I could get the fuck out of town with my barbering. Yeah. Um, so I, I did the research and I was like, I had some friends who live in Long Beach and I basically put together, I'm like, yo, this is how I get a California barber license and put that together as soon as I could and just moved to California with a little bit of money. And, uh, dude, I, I could barely do a skin fade at that point. I, I knew one haircut, which was a taper <laughs> that Murph taught me how to do it. And people would be like, yeah, give me this skin fade. And I would just give him a taper because it's like all I knew how to do. And I kind of just put it together like that. So I was in Long Beach about six months. And, dude, that was like my intro to California. Um, so I worked at a handful of shops like right off the bat. Um, and I think one thing that's always carried me through with barbering is just I've always I'm always down to cut. I mean, and that's how you have to be when you're new. You got to be down to cut at all times. Anyone who let you cut their hair, you cut their hair. Um, so yeah, I was in in Long Beach about six months, and then everything shut down, and then I wasn't cutting hair anymore. So um, about three months in uh, to the pandemic, I decided to move back to Colorado and work at a Floyd's just cause that's like where I could cut hair. And, uh, I mean, uh, no disrespect, but you could walk into Floyd's and be the best barber in there, like without even trying. So I walked in there and just got my skin fades down. And it was all about just trying to get my haircuts down less than an hour. Right. Cause I would need a whole hour to do a haircut. And so I, I basically used that time to get my haircuts down to 45 minutes. And then from there, I moved back to California while things were kind of being, you know, open shops up and then they would shut them back down. Um, so moved, made my way about later that summer, made it back to California and was cutting at a little three chair shop in Atwater Village. Um, and so that's how I got back to California and then, and then basically just leveraged my way from there into West Hollywood um, cut out a really busy shop there, which I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but like I said, being down to cut, um, I was able to gain a lot of traction. And so this is January of 2021 at this time. Um, everybody in California lost their barber, dude. Like really? Yeah. Well, dude, everyone has moved away. Shops have been shut down. Oh, I was cutting mops, just long hair. And people are like, <laughs> I don't know what happened to my guy. And I'm like, well, Hey, my name's Liam. <laughs> Uh, you know, <laughs> sit down. 
Yeah. And I could do a song like, okay, so I was at a shop called Shorty's and it's very much like a Floyd's. You know, not being cocky, but I walked in there, the best fucking barber in there. No, no, just because, I mean, dude, when you get into those like unisex salon shops, a lot of those people, their schooling is trained how to do long hair, right? Hair color, right? They're not in a shop doing fade after fade after fade. Like my competition in the shop didn't want to go less than a one. So me being able to do a skin fade at a busy shop, I was, able to, just, yeah, I was able to stack them because that's what you go to a barber shop. Like, dude, these are, this is like basic shit. Like you come to a shop to want a fade. You don't go there to get a three on. I mean, you can get a three on the sides with a square neck, but, <laughs> but just because I was down to cut and I was, and I wasn't saying my fades were outstanding, but I could make it go from scan to it to scissor length in 45 minutes. Right. Um, so yeah, I was able to to really build a client till there. And then, you know, I would like, I wasn't, that was a situation where I was not getting paid. I was doing 15 hair or 50 haircuts a week, making 500 bucks, dude. It was like really fucked up. Uh, but that was a really important step in my journey because I was able to get my skill level to where I want, needed it to be and my clientele. And I was able to move into my dream shop called gray matter. Um, oh, uh, I got a, I think I'm on do not disturb, um, into gray matter, which was my like dream shop. And I've been rocking in there since about December. So, um, some, some amazing talent has gone into income out of that shop. So, so that, that's an awesome story. Thanks for sharing that. It seems yeah. like it seems like um, it seems like the pandemic was a reset for you to kind of get some foundational things in order. So when you came back as Liam 2.0, nothing was stopping yeah. you because you had the reps, you had the swag, you had the confidence. Do you think that was a necessity? Like the pandemic had to happen for you to be the barber that you are today. A thousand percent, Mario. Um, <laughs> Well, let's think about it. It zeroed the playing field. It brought, it leveled everything out. So like, yeah. you know, we, we pretty much all had to start over. And so, you know, I guess going, going back, being down to cut and I like, let's talk about right place, right time. Oh. Like I, that's where I found myself at. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm truly blessed and, and, you know, barbering changed my life. Um, and just like the timing of it all, like really like that, that was a key, ma- major key to my success. So ha- has customers, cause I know you said you moved to LA, all you had was mops. You had like straight, clean slates to, to do whatever you yeah. wanted to do. Did, has the customers changed or showing more gratitude from pre to post pandemic or has it been about the same? You know, that's hard to answer Mario, just cause I was so new like i'm still new so i i did so come july i did my first haircut four years ago so i've only been licensed about three years yeah so i don't have a ton of experience before the pandemic um but i would say with clients in general man um you know like okay let's talk about like where we fit in in barbering Mm mm-hmm like my clients, like they want a nice clean fade, something they could style. I would say my clients are coming in every three to four weeks. Um, but you know, I would say like you have a different clientele that has a higher expectation. They're, 
you know, I need to line up. I need to keep my C cup. Do you do eyebrows too? I also need my beard and I only want to pay you X amount. Like those aren't my clients. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I just, I'm doing, and you know, I think one thing that I've kind of realized, like, you know, and, and like kind of referencing the whole Instagram. Oh no, did we lose you? Hold on. I need, give me one. I got you now. Yep. This is what happened when we do things live. It's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. My roommate's trying to help with something. Okay. All right. No, we're good. All right. We're cool. We're cool. Sorry about that. (laughs) Uh, No, no problem. Go ahead. Okay. So, all right. Let's, I'm talking about Instagram. Okay. So like Instagram, you look, and I mean, dude, like there's amazing work on there, bro. Um, let's just say it's like, you got some people, they're filming a color, they're doing all these crazy colors and then they do a crazy design and, uh, you know, videography with it and all. And like, that's all cool and everything. Um, that's just like really, really not my lane. Like I'm do, I'm trying to do regular haircuts really fucking good. Right. So like my, mm-hmm. my consumer are people who are just, you know, um, they're just going to work. They're trying to look good when they, when they go out on a date or when they go party with their friends or, or when they're in the office, they want to look clean or, or, you know, I'm cutting doctors and lawyers too, you know? Um, <laughs> you know, when you're saying I have no further questions, your honor, you know, they want that thing nice in place <laughs> and, you know, you know, no, they don't yeah. want pushback lines that have grown in or anything. Um, I'm sorry. I might, I might be joining. I, I don't, I think I missed the point of the question, <laughs> but, uh, no, no, you know, yeah. you're, you're fine. You're fine. We, 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 we were saying like, how has the customer changed? And it seems like, you know, uh, the customers oh, still cu- want what they want. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, like, I guess the whole point I was getting into is, you know, the, I think the customer, so like we attract our own customers, the customers I attract are, are, I would say are not even super picky, but there are clients that are really picky. Um, but they're, they're just not my clients. Like I said, I'm just doing regular haircut. Like I'm trying to do the best regular haircuts. Um, and I, I would say with the pandemic and reflection of that is barbers had to learn how to use their scissors. A lot of people's, a lot of people grew out their hair and they're like, I want to maintain this length. And, and you know, I had to switch, figure out how to follow guidelines and do proper scissor cuts. Um, I guess I could have just said that to answer your question. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. Because I think it's good just to hear all of the different type of customers and the expectations and, and just where we were at at that time as a, as a, as a people Things were crazy, man. I was talking to, I've been interviewing people in Cali and they just blacked out their windows and started cutting bills. Yeah. Still got to get paid. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like one of those things to where survival of the fittest was like legit in full swing. Dude. Um, yeah. Yeah. Go, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, oh, no, I, I was going to say, I still have clients that I was cutting in my driveway that I, Isn't that crazy? I, I met them in Atwater village. I cut there for like two months. We were shut down again. And then I started cutting them on my driveway and I basically try to stack everyone onto one day and I would be out there all day cutting. I, I like did it. I had a Jeep at the time 
and I would pop the hood of the Jeep to have like a little bit of shade and just have a chair <laughs> under there. And basically like out of the trunk of my car uh, was where my station would be set up and, and, you know, just be cranking them out and people are sweating and everything. Uh, I know at Gray Matter before I shut, before I ever met those guys, they were cutting on the rooftop of a parking garage. Um, and I, I love that. I, That's yeah, hot. Yeah. And I know, or like at Shorty's, I know they were part, they were cutting outside of the garage door. Um, which looking back is crazy. I don't, I mean, I know barbers know this, like as soon as a client starts sweating, man, it's game over. So what have you taken from your sales experience before you got into barbering that you're leveraging as a successful barber today? You know, I think, um, I think the mo- the one thing that I leverage is just building relationships. Um, and even now I try to get better at like memorizing what people are doing. So like, let's just say I meet someone, I cut them and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to this Vegas trip. And even if I see them the, the second time, and like, we're lucky we have our books, right? So I see their name. I don't even have to like really remember their name. Um, but I'd be like, oh, your name is Jonathan. How was that Vegas trip? Oh man, you have a great memory, <laughs> you know? And, and, and like, yeah. it just made, you know, it makes people feel important. Um, I guess other, other sales things. I mean, I would say, I would say in barbering, you know, Things like being on time, a huge thing that I drives me fucking crazy, Mario, is like barbers not sweeping their hair between every client, right? Just the, just the fact that I'm like, hey, hang on one sec, bro. Let me clean this all up and spray down my tools before you sit in this. Because like, like one thing I think is like we're used to hair. I'm covered in hair. It's on my face. It's in my skin. But to the consumer, like that's someone else's hair. That's gross, right? Yeah. So even sure. even just I would say just cleaning up, remembering small details about people has has been successful. Um, and I would say you know maybe communication is a thing. Um, like okay, so a new thing since I've really gained some traction is like I'm getting biz. Like the man, this was only like two weeks ago. I looked at my books and I was the first night of my week, I was booked out for the whole week. So every single client of mine who wanted a haircut, who hadn't booked yet, we're not going to get a haircut that week. So I reached out to everyone I care about. And like, dude, I love these clients are my friends. Like I love them. I, I'm like, I I was thinking other day. I was like, man, I know some of these guys better than I know. Like my sibling, you know? Um, so what I did is I reached out to these people. I'm like, hey, now I'm actually busy. I want you to pre-book. So when you get a haircut, we book the next one. Um, it, it, as soon as the clippers come off, what date you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, um, yeah. yeah, so like it's it's June right now, Pride Month, L.A. It's popping over here. Like this city's going to be course. going off for a whole month. And a lot of my um, – you know, I guess a lot of my clients celebrate uh, pride. Um, so like I'm cruising, like, you know, I'm cruising, I'm trying to get everybody in, like, this is an important month for LA. Um, and I want everybody to get, you know, like, I don't want new clients. I want to keep the clients I have, 
So just like making that small adjust, uh, adjustment. So to go back to answering the question is my communication. Uh, like, you know, like when you're in sales, you're, you're emailing with the consumer and you're making phone calls and you're touching base. So like I'm reaching out to my clients, be like, think about this party you need to go to. Okay. You want a haircut before that party book for it. And the, my clients have received it very, very well. Um, as far cause they're like, Oh, thanks for letting me know. Yes. I can book in advance. Yeah. So I, I guess, yeah. I guess cleaning up my station communication and like, getting to know people on a personal level are things that I've learned from a sales career that I carry into barbering. That's dope. And I just want to take a time, shout out to all of our LBGTIQ yeah, yeah. plus community. 100%. Uh, I just love humans, beautiful people inside and out. You know, um, it's just, I love everything about people and it doesn't matter your skin color, your 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 gender. It's all about just taking care of the customer and making sure that you, you feel comfortable and that we treat each other as equal at the end of the day. Uh, so I just wanted to kind of take, a, take yeah. a time to shout out since we're in Pride Month for sure. Hey, what's the difference between cutting in Colorado versus LA to you? I would say... I mean, one thing that's major, I would say, is like, you know, we got more lumberjack looking people <laughs> in Colorado, so I'm not doing really big beards out yeah. here. I'm doing like a lot closer beards. Man, difference? I'm not totally sure. I, didn't, I only cut with uh, altitude when I was there, and that was, and I guess... And I guess at uh, a Floyd's for a little bit while. I don't, I don't know how to, I'd have to put, maybe come back to that one. Um, I would say as far as clients, like a lot of times my clients might be getting their photographs taken or filmed doing something. And that's what they're getting their haircut for. That's one thing rather than just like, oh, it's been four weeks. I need a haircut. Like, um, Sometimes I'll be like, I got to get someone in because they just landed a photo shoot with Nike or something. Dude, I just had one of my clients uh, on a show. Uh, my boy, Jeremy. Dude, so it's a brand new show with like Shakira and Joe Jonas, but it's called Dancing With Myself, which I think it's like TikTok inspired dances. And oh, uh, he, he was just on the first episode of that. But, but yeah, shout out Jeremy. Um, and you and you did the cut. I did his cut for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, man, yeah. No, I, uh, and, you know, like you could jump into the whole celebrity clientele thing. I, my clients, people who buy haircuts for me are the celebrity, man. They pay my bills, mm. you know, like they... You know, and I, like I, that's just a level I haven't tapped into yet. Um, I've definitely met, know some celebrity barbers, and I mean, sound, it's awesome. But I mean, that's not what it's all about, dude. It, it, it's about, you know, like like we all there's room for everybody in barbering, and you know, we all have our own lanes, and yeah, I, I think my lanes are really good regular haircuts so i love it man i i see your cuts on um i kind of laugh i laugh and i joke and i reminisce because um to see your growth <laughs> to see your growth from like even like ethnic hair like the fades i'm like i remember we used to get a, like a black dude to shop and he was like <laughs> yo uh <laughs> Not Murph would be like, like, yeah, yeah, I'll get you, bro. Like, you're good. Just, just keep reading your book. 
and la- last, I know it's funny, but I'm I'm just so I'm proud of you. I'm, I'm Thank inspired. You. Thank you, bro. Uh, there's pe- there's people that are looking at you now as you're t- being very vulnerable and telling people, "Yo, this is where I was, and this is what I had to do." And you may not. Everyone's not going to have the same path. It's going to look different for everybody doing this. It's going to look totally different. Um, in closing, tell us about your mentor, man. I know you mentioned uh, Barbara Murph. He's the one that kind of got you going. Tell us about his impact on how you approach the barber game. Oh, bro. Man, I can't say enough good things about Murph, dude. That's my big brother. Um, man, man, summarize it. Let me, let me, uh, this is how I, I joke around about it, you know. Um, I think when I first got out of barber school and I was looking back even then, I said, you know, I always used to joke that if nothing worked out in my life that I would become a barber and nothing else worked out. So thank God for barbering. And and you know what? Murph had always said, I think I asked Murph about barbering two years before I even got started. I like stood him up at the shot. He he reminds me of that because I was going to come watch haircuts and I just never, never did. And, uh, but dude, I was down and out. I, I call it, I had an opportunity to start over. I had nothing going for me. And I, you know, that's what I had to get to. And you know, that's just like how I all was supposed to go anyways. Um, to where I had nothing to lose by dropping everything and going to barber school. And, you know, to have a friend like Murph to be like, okay, Liam, you need, I want you to come to the shop. I had, I can't remember who the, he's like an influencer barber popular nobody yeah popular well, yeah, nobody yeah, yeah. shouts what? out to popular nobody yeah yeah what's it what's it i can't remember. i'm sorry popular nobody i can't remember your first name um but anyways he was teaching a class at the shop at altitude right and Murph's like i just want you to come see what some barber culture looks like and i showed up and everyone was uh man i remember meeting eddie nashton there shout out eddie nashton he's a, yep. a, a and it's john and and, and it's john mosley by the way john mosley that's right john mosley yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, i remember i just remember seeing guys like eddie nashton at, at altitude and all these all these people there um and i was josh like, o. P. we uh we brought oh, josh o. P. there too oh, dude josh o. P. that's a whole shout other, out to josh o. P. dude josh o. P. <laughs> has been a super <laughs> significant part of my career i'm actually traveling out to the uk to do a we're going to remember uh, where we're hooking up. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay, yeah. Too. yeah, I'm doing a one <laughs> a one-to-one course with Josh Ophi. Oh, dude, that dude is I could go on about that barber. Uh shout out Josh, man. He's awesome, dude. And like the the way he teaches mindset and breaks down a haircut, like I mean, okay, in my opinion, I know like in my opinion, Josh is the best to ever do it. That's that's just what I think about it. Um, and I, I've been on his online course, which has stepped my game up a ton. Um, anyways, uh, going back, you back were talk, we're talking about Murph. We're talking about Murph. <laughs> Murph introduced, introduced me to Josh. Um, uh, but yeah, no. So like I was saying, I was at zero and to have a friend like Murph being like, yo, come to this. And then I was like, okay. Uh, that was really cool. I want to get with it. And Murph goes, you go down to Emily Griffith Technical College right now. Shout out Emily Griffith Technical College. Uh, H.A. Gallegos, Lisa Fladen, uh, Marisol Espinosa, Missy. Oh, and Mrs. Fladen, she, or Miss Fladen, that's what she likes to go by. Um, those are my instructors there. Uh, he said, you go down there and you sign up. I took the last spot in my barber class. 
And wow. then, so I'm, okay, I'm in barber school now. And then Murph says, cool, when you're not in barber school, you're at Altitude Barbershop, you're sweeping hair, and you're watching me do haircuts. And that's where it started. I would sweep the whole shop, and then I'd go back, and I'd watch Murph do haircuts. And uh, one thing I love about Murph as a barber, he stays in the pocket, right? Every haircut of his starts the same way. I mean, there's some variation, but... You know, metal blade, three and a half, boom, metal two, metal one and a half, blade down, clipper over comb, uh, metal one and a half, and then fades into that. Like, in him, just the repetition. Uh, he's so, a machine. Dude. He's a machine, bro. Murph just cranks him out. And dude, like, like, and dude, if you look at where Murph's at in his career, bro, like, wow, like, impressive. He's a, he's a badass. Um, you know, and then shout out to my dog, Lil Wayne. He says repetition is the father of learning. And that's one ah, thing like that, that. that's one thing that always stuck with me because he, you know anything you want in life you can get through repetition and that especially applies to haircutting. You do a haircut, boom, okay, like you take something from that, okay? You know, like Joshua P says take a picture of your haircut because you now you can go back to it later and look at it and see how you can improve. Do a haircut, take something from it. Okay, now do it again. You know, and our whole careers as barbers is based off repetition. Um and Murph, like, yeah, Murph cranks them out. Repetition, you know, Murph is a successful dude and an example of repetition. So, but yeah, that's my big bro. We're going to the UK. We're super excited. Um, and I dude, can't wait, brother. And, and dude, I... shout out, oh, real quick, dude, shout out to everybody at Altitude that was there when I was there, man. Everyone, uh, Michael Leary, Sean Murphy, they, uh, you know, Anthony, my dog Tony Blends. They were all big brothers to me. And you too, Mario. But, you know, uh, like everyone was looking out for me there. And, and like, dude, they gave me a super hard time. <laughs> like, I, I remember <laughs> hazing, doing, brother. Hazing. Dude, dude, I remember, I remember <laughs> doing a haircut and Michael Leary, like the client sitting there and Mike just looks over and he goes, you going to leave him like that? <laughs> Bro, like, like, dude, I'll, I'll, remember, I'll never forget that shit. But, yo, that like helped me learn. And like, you know, we're... Like, Murph was hard on me when, like, I remember, like, I took a day off or something and Murph texted me, bro. And I talk about it in my shop now. I remember Murph being like, dude, you've done, like, five haircuts this whole week. You need to get your ass back in the shop. And, like, <laughs> I thought he was a dickhead back then. But, like, looking back, like, Murph created, uh, created me, like, or, or, like, not created me, but, like, influenced who I am as a barber. And... Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, I'm a force to be reckoned with in LA, man. I'm I, I even going to front. Um, and it's not even being the best at haircuts, but it's that consistency and that repetition, man. Like these foundational things that Murph taught me are, have been paid me off. It's a blessing just to see people starting and their stories and where they came from. And they're just enjoying gambling on themselves is such a big payoff. And when you're doing things that is, is involving you and you can't point the finger at nobody but yourself, like, yo, I'm the reason why I didn't succeed or I'm the reason why I'm not booked or I'm the reason why I haven't, haven't elevated my game. So, um, yeah, but shouts out to Barbara Murph, man. He's, uh, he's, uh, um, he's, he's, he's going to go down in Colorado's Mount Rushmore of, of, of barbers Absolutely. and definitely, and I definitely want to see him compete on a, 
a worldwide level, which I'll give you guys some details about that. I got an awesome show coming out, but I, I can't give away too many details right now as we're still trying to get everything tightened up. But it's going to be a worldwide collaboration. It's going to be fucking awesome. And I cannot wait yes, for wow. me to give you guys the details. Hey, Liam. So thanks so much, brother. Uh, just awesome just to see your your progress your journey and where you at super proud of you man i can't wait to see what the future looks like so last thing let's talk about the future man Let, let's talk about uh three years from now like where do you see yourself you know what i'm kind of uh not at a lull but i'm a little bit at a plateau because i put a lot of work to get to where i'm at um and so i is where i'm where as far as where i'm at for you know, three years from now, I'm not sure. Uh, I would say my next step is I need to get down to a four day, four day work week, man. And, and uh, <laughs> some proper footwear, man. I would say that's where I'm at. Um, you know, yeah. And, and you know what the thing is, I, I mean, like a lot of times people will be like, okay, what are your goals? You're going to own a shop one day. And like, I'll be honest, man, I've just unlocked one level at a time. And like, um, I never thought I would be a good enough barber to like cut at a shop like Gray Matter. So like I'm already farther than I would thought that thought I would be at, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, I'm just gonna keep cutting hair. You know, I'm on a haircutting adventure. I'm just gonna keep unlocking levels, and uh, you know, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know where I'll be at, but uh, you know, this is the only thing I want to do. So I'm gonna, you know, keep keep going at it man so i like yeah, that yo you you just dropped the dime just a, you just dropped the gym on this unlock one level at a time <laughs> you yeah. you have to do that you can't put the cart before the horse can't do it bro yeah, <laughs> yeah. no 100 percent, man and and it's you know ba- you know no one asked me for advice but i'll give it be at the shop be ready to cut <laughs> consistent don't fucking leave early don't show up late you know uh i'm gonna start leaving early soon now i got the clients i'm like i might take some days off you know uh, <laughs> yeah but then you know not even that like, you can't get complacent but um yeah man yeah i would say the next step for me is a four-day work week sir <laughs> <laughs> that's good man i mean because yeah. I, I know that that foundation is so important to establish and then you can start to kind of scale it back and still improve on yourself but also be in a position to kind of enjoy the work that you've invested in yourself too right so i think that's so i think that's that's pretty crucial man barbering's supposed to be fun mario and i think a lot of times it's easy to forget when you really get deep into it but this job is supposed to be fun so absolutely yeah all right, brother. Well, I appreciate you, man. I know it's going to be some beautiful weather this weekend. You make sure to get out there and do your thing. Uh, thank you so much. Tell us where we can re- reach you. Tell us where you're cutting at. Give us all those details, man, please. Dude, 145 North La Brea Avenue, Los Angeles, Gray Matter Barbershop, Gray Matter LA. Um, Instagram's at LJ Clips with a Z, L-A, or L-J-C-L-I-P-Z. Um yeah sunday through thursday right now um but yeah yeah i'll be in los angeles for the time being that's uh i love it here man it's a great place to be cutting hair great place to be lots of culture 
uh, you won't catch me snoveling shelf snow shoveling snow for a while so. <laughs> until some global warming thing happens in LA, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and something yeah. goes down. Yeah. Well, brother, I really do appreciate your time. Thank you so yeah, much for sharing you. your stories. Of course, man. Yeah, of course. You. Anytime, yeah, man. Um, and shout out to all the people that's watching this show. Continue to spread the love. Barber View, B-A-R-B-E-R-V-U-E-T-V. All platforms, all podcast platforms. Check us out, man. It's it's going to be crazy, bro. We're, we're bringing to you live people just like LJ that you're going to look back and be like, dude, this dude's on private jets. He's doing it big. He's cutting this person. <laughs> but that's how it starts, man. Just being humble and just putting your head down and getting those reps in, man. And then you just never know. It's all you dictate how far you want to go with it. And if the sky's a limit, hey, that's what it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? So 100%, real, man. real talk. All right, dog. Well, man, salute to you, brother. We'll, yeah, we'll chop it so up much. later. I'm going to go to uh, this Griselda show, catch some West Side Gun bars uh, with my friends. Uh, so. <laughs> all right, doggy. Well, I appreciate you, brother. We'll talk to you later. All right. All right. All right. Take care, Mario. Thank you. Right. Peace out.